I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the mailbag man, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, yesterday, we took off yesterday on Thursday and kind of had an off day for us. But if you haven't listened to Wednesday and Tuesday's pod from this past week, we had Scott Tomlin. Vice President of Basketball Communications for the Mavericks. And uh, it's been really cool seeing all the feedback from that. Uh, Low-key, he was kind of nervous doing this podcast because he was he'd never done a podcast before. He's like, I'm not comfortable in front of mics or any of that stuff. And just seeing all the positive feedback. So <clears throat> you can always... Uh, it, he would. I think it would be cool to show him some love if y'all see his Twitter. I think I tweeted out his Twitter Wait, handle. It's, it's, Sco- and, it's uh, at Scooter Tomlin, right? Yeah, yeah. It's at Scooter Tomlin. I tweeted out the handle and just show him show him some love about how good it was <laughs> to hear from him because, yeah, it wasn't his natural setting. I've texted him and told him, I was like, hey, dude, a lot of people's reached out, DMs, texts, Twitter, everything. And he was like shocked. He's like, really? Are you sure? Like, and uh, So, uh, yeah, it, a lot of cool stories from that. And I'm glad a lot of you enjoyed it. Christian says, I'm still waiting for my free tickets, which uh, if you guys listened, you understand that reference. <laughs> I think House Mavericks, uh, the Twitter account, uh, which is a great account, did this whole like uh, at uh, whoever the third person is in your um, whatever. I don't even know what it's mentions. Who your next at on Twitter is, and it will be the person who will buy you tickets for the next Mavs game. And some people were tweeting at me, and one person tweeted at me and said, "Hey, I, you know, it'd be cool if you hook me up, unless you hook me up like Dennis did." And I started laughing. I was like, "What a great <laughs> podcast joke." That's incredible. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. So many good stories. So go listen to those. It's the two episodes named Scott Tomlin. There's part one and part two. You can listen to them in either order pretty much, I think. But uh, part Jeff, one Jeff's is... Can, Jeff Skin Wade's listening to them right now because uh, we're texting about it right now. So Okay, uh, good. All right. So for right before we hit record, Jeff Skin Wade, friend of the pod, uh, tweeted out, I'm down with Nick and Isaac and, we, and didn't add us or anything. And so we were like... Did we do something? What do we do? We <laughs> what, we, what did we say? What did we so, say? Are we so getting canceled? Can, yeah. And he's like, I'm on their side. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh crap. And uh, so canceled. yeah, I sent him a picture of his tweet. I texted him, and it was it was good. So uh, he's listening to the Scott Tomlin pod. So yeah, go listen to it if you can. There you go. All right, today's pod obviously is a live mailbag. We're talking to people right now. Uh, Julio says hello from Spain. So shout out everyone in Spain. Nevis also. It's 3 a.m. in Spain right now when we're recording this podcast. So shout out to all those people that are hanging out with us overseas um today's podcast is brought to you by built bar built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar go to builtbar.com use promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your first order at built bar we'll talk more about that later in the show we're doing a mailbag pod today and so we got one question that came in way early <laughs> like before we even started this and so i have to go back uh, Rick, shout out to Rick. He said, I listen to the pod every day. Thoughts on Andy Dalton going to the Cowboys. Andy Dalton's my guy. Uh, the Red Rifle. I grew up in Cincinnati. We're both redheads. And so we both have a uh, you know kinship in that way. 
<laughs> so uh, I'd hope all the best for Andy Dalton. I'm glad he got to go back. So he's from Dallas. I met him at a Mavs game, actually. We talked about him on the uh, Scott Tomlin interview podcast, actually, because Scott is a, he's from Kentucky and he's a Bengals fan as well. And so we talked about him, how we met him there. So I just hope all the best. I hope that Andy Dalton, you know, and his family get to go and have some good time with family for that year. And backup quarterback is the best job in sports, right? Because if you go in and you're not really expected to win, it's like, oh, it's the backup. So are we sure he's the backup? He, I mean, I mean, I mean, when before, uh, (laughs) they don't want to pay Dak. Not that Dalton like changes anything, but before he signed, I almost tweeted out. And you know, there's things you say on a podcast, but you don't want to tweet them out because then people will just like run with the tweet or whatever. So, biggest like, thing I think I've learned in media is there's certain mediums for certain things you can say, right? Yes, for sure. So I was going to tweet out. I'm like, hey, what are the uh, like? What are the betting odds that Aaron Rodgers is the opening day starter for uh, for the Cowboys? And the Aaron Rodgers. Because Dak hadn't like gotten his like long term deal, it would be a classic Jerry Jones move to just go all in for Aaron Rodgers. Interesting trade, you know, and all the Rodgers Packers stuff. But uh, anyway, it would it would be a it would be a hilarious thing. But sure, I hope uh, as a non Cowboys fan, a fan of the Baltimore Ravens, uh, I would love for y'all to pay Dak Prescott forty million a year. That would be inc- <laughs> incredible. So please do it. Please do it, Jerry. He deserves that money. Oh, pay man. him. Pay the man. Pay the man. Okay. Uh, another question from Dylan. He said, on 2K, I have John Wall, Jason Terry, Pau Gasol, and Alonzo Mourning. Who should I get as my small forward? That's a that's an interesting team. Oh, my gosh. Wait. All right. John Wall, Jason Terry, Mourning. And Pau Gasol, my man, Pau. I think that might and- be my next jersey after Dirk that I get is Pau. I love Pau Gasol. I love Pau too. I, honestly, I liked Pau more than Kobe when they were winning Ooh. titles. That was my favorite player more than Kobe. Um, I know that hurts. So <laughs> Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like, what's the pool of small forwards here? Like I know, what, LeBron, right? Like Larry Bird. What, yeah, like I don't know. Like who? Who should you get? Like Deshaun Stevenson. Uh, do you have like unlimited how, money? Yeah. How did we just go from LeBron and Larry Bird to Deshaun Stevenson? How did we just? I mean, well, when, when I think about LeBron, I think about range. Stevenson. So, well, I just think they're like, you know, they're together in my mind. So Dylan also asks, are we buying Animal Crossing? You have a Nintendo Switch, right? We both do. Uh, yes. I, I've debated this every day. And here's my thing. I, I just don't play video games by myself as much anymore. Like when I play and when I have time away, like our kid, you know, we have a newborn, basically one, almost two year old. It's like once they're asleep, then it's like, hey, we can hang out and watch a movie, whatever, if I'm not doing other work like this podcast. And um, so if I play Xbox, it's like Warzone, uh, play some Rocket League with some friends. But but here's the thing with Animal Crossing. I do like games that you can just like, I don't know, like gather resources and build a house. And I like the customization of it. It just looks so dumb and it looks like there's no point, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I I think I will eventually, but it's 60 bucks. Yeah. I I don't know. That's the thing about a new game. You have to be really all into it, especially if you're like on like an adult. Now that's one thing about being an adult and difference between like after college, right? Is you have to be all in on purchases like that because you don't just have all the time in the world to, you know, do stuff. So I guess we we kind of do now, but you you don't have the money to to do stuff like that. let, Let me ask, let me ask the chat guys. Let me ask you, let me flip the flip the tables here. So, if you're in the spot, you know, 
in the podcast media world, also y'all, y'all know I do church stuff, ministry world, journalism, not the highest, you know, paying jobs in the world. But here's the thing. When you're buying gifts for your significant other, I have taken back a decent amount of gifts from my wife and returned them for something that I really oh, want. Oh, that she got or, you. Yes, that she got me. Interesting. Mainly because we don't have a ton of money in the world to just like, hey, thanks for that gift, but I'm never going to wear it. <laughs> so we've had this debate back and forth. It's like, all right, cool. If we had like a lot of money, I would just take the gift and say, thank you. Awesome. But am I in the wrong for taking it back to get something I really want and use? Because I know that we should spend our money wisely. You see what I'm saying? No. Yeah. That's an interesting question because you want them to feel also you want that your partner to feel like they succeeded in getting you a gift that you'll exactly. like. Right. So do you want like, you kind of weigh those options too. If you feel pretty confident that like, Oh, she's not going to care too much if I go and, or he's not going to care too much if I go and exchange this, then I don't know. That's the question that you ask yourself for sure. So anyway, that, that was just random thought. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, okay. A bunch of other questions. Uh, Sater says thoughts about the auto Porter rumors. I haven't seen anything about auto Porter. Have you, what rumor is this? Yeah, in the chat, let us know what are the auto porter. Tell rumors. me the credible source yeah. of this, and I hope that yeah, credible. Keep that in mind. I hope it comes from clutch points. <laughs> uh, Andre actually asked a really good question that we'll get to right after the break. He says, "Why won't Cuban open up the training facilities?" I think this is a good question, and we'll get to it coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, right now, built bar is taking over the Locked On Podcast Network. They're just absolutely taking over. Uh, builtbar.com is where you go get them and Built Bar is uh, they're delicious bars they taste like a candy bar there's just a bunch of different fl- I think there's 18 different flavors that you can taste there's all kinds of different things and right now Locked On has a deal for Built Bars you get $10 off with the code Locked On uh, and I ha- in my hand have a Built Bar Isaac wow it I looks incredible the- I have these Salted caramel chocolate, and right now, live on Hot Mike, I'm going to eat it. I, I was going to say, I dare you to take a bite of it. I'm going to eat it. I'm, I'm doing the live taste test for everybody on the podcast and for Hot Mike. Uh, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar is great for the healthy, conscious guy. Let's see, right now, in this bar, what do we got? What do we got going on here? 15 grams of protein. Let's go. 110 calories in this bar. So, putting this down. Here we go. The unboxing. This is what the inside of the packaging looks like. Look at that. Do I have to do? Do I have to, wow. do, the, do I have to do the thing, the makeup thing, where you do? Can you can hand? almost see yourself from the inside of the packaging. It's like kind of a mirror. Put effect. it against your hand, like the. Uh, this is the bar. Looks delicious, and I'm gonna take a bite. This is salted caramel. Mmm. Caramel feels real. It's a real solid bar. The chocolate in the middle, the chocolate on the outside is delicious. That's really good. And right now, you can get your own. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off. BuiltBar.com. There'll be a link in the description of this podcast. More. Nom, nom, nom. From Built Bar. Coming up. <laughs> All right, Isaac. As I still try to eat this Built Bar. Why won't you even question? open up the practice facilities? Answer that question. 
Okay, well, first off, y'all need to go listen to uh, Mark Followell, and I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on who his co-host is on that athletic pod, but uh, he had Mark Cuban on that uh, on the podcast and talked to him about that, and that's when Cuban told them and kind of broke the news on that. So um, we're, we will paraphrase a little bit here, but uh, I think it would be best for you to go listen to that and hear Cuban explain it himself. But Cuban, I'll just say this. Cuban's been at the forefront of all of this, uh, taking things super, you know, super serious, really cautious, and uh, really kind of leading sports owners in a way from the very beginning. And, you know, he even tweeted out this afternoon, uh, my wife and I were, was reading it, that he he hired a bunch of secret shoppers in Dallas and went and, uh, and like, researched, did this, like, research stuff on Cuban companies... Did? Yeah, companies and restaurants that had reopened in how that process was looking. Interesting. Uh, you know, passing some guidelines, whatever. But yeah, you know, Cuban said on that podcast that they're not going to open up. They're just not comfortable with where it's at. And I think the question, the thing that he said was, was what everyone is asking right now. What my church is asking right now when it comes to like people gathering, what companies, restaurants, everything, sports people is, is it worth it? Like, what, yeah. what is the reward? big enough to like to risk this stuff and right now where we're at testing and yeah nothing's gonna happen until yeah so cuban's taking the really cautious approach with it right now yeah and that's that's the answer um for other teams i think the nuggets i think the blazers and there was one more team i think actually that opened up their facilities uh, maybe the Cavaliers were the ones that opened up, but for those teams, they've decided that they are okay with opening up. Yeah, the Cavaliers, the Trailblazers, the Nuggets, the Lakers are gonna are targeting May 16th to open. The Rockets are targeting May 18th, so those teams are starting to open up, and they weighed the cost and they thought that it was it was worth it. Uh, I, I feel like there you, there's not a lot in danger with these facilities. They're they're limiting the amount of people that can go in. They're limiting the amount of training staff that can go in. Head coaches, I don't think, can even go in at this time. And so I feel like the NBA is doing this uh, in a safe way, a really cautious way, but it's still up to, you know, the people in charge and up to Cuban. And he's decided that he's not going to do it. Maybe he's thinking that it also sets a precedent for the rest of the, you know, the businesses around. And he thinks that, well, if the Mavericks have opened their facilities, then we can open our business, you know, things like that. Maybe that's another avenue that they're thinking. I mean, we're not... uh, you know, totally inundated yeah. with all the, the business happenings, but that's maybe a, a thought that he had. And one of the hurdles right now is Adam Silver in the NBA has been very clear. We do not want you testing for like asymptomatic people. Yeah. If like people are not showing symptoms, we don't want you basically wasting a test on those people. And in Cuban's mind, it's like, well, okay, like we don't know. Like, what if some of these players or an assistant coach or whatever? What if they do have it? And if we're not, if we can't test them all the time right now because we don't have the adequate testing in our country, then why? Like, we could have people in our facility or a player, or whatever, and then it's getting spread. No matter you know the intense, because there. Are, I mean, we've talked about this pod all the different rules with opening up these you know facilities and stuff and. I mean, even like everybody's doing their own thing. Houston, I think, is pushing it back a week because here in Texas, gyms are not open yet. Gyms are slated to open up next week. Uh, So I think the Rockets are shooting for next week, but we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. And uh, even with the NBA seeming to open up practice facilities, that doesn't mean that they're starting to, you know, think about returning anytime soon for, you know, actual NBA games either. That was another thing that they they made clear. Uh, Bryson asks, Isaac, what's your record prediction for your Ravens this upcoming season? 
Oh my gosh, for the Ravens. Fifteen and well, one. <laughs> well, I will say, I, I'm yeah. This is the most confident I've been in a Ravens team going into the season. A Fourteen very long and time. two. They're losing to Burrow twice. I'm gonna throw that. <laughs> no, I'll say, um, I'll say thirteen and three. Is there sixteen weeks or seventeen weeks? 16 I don't weeks, think right? they do on seventeen. I think next year. I think they, the season after this. I think they do seventeen. But okay, okay. Um, they're coming to Dallas for the preseason. So super high. Last time they came to Dallas was I think four or five years ago for a preseason. My wife and I was there. We're like thirteen rows up from the field on the Ravens sideline. We're super hyped about it. It was my first time in Cowboy Stadium, but. I don't think they'll have fans by then. Uh, not to be not to be negative about it. Um, <laughs> it's amazing they, being in that stadium. It's wild. Yeah, you have it to is. do it, it once in your life. You do, and they have yeah. At least previously, you could take tours and stuff of it, and it was super fun to go down on the field all the time. And but uh, the Ravens also go to Houston uh, for a regular season game in the end of September. So it's not far. If, if there's fans, I don't know what that looks like, but if there's any type of fans in that arena, I'll be some of those fans. Julio takes us back to basketball and says, "Should Luca win Most Improved Player?" I think it's a, I think it's a valid question. Wait, wait, wait who should win? Luca. Did you guys hear my wife sneeze? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, who should win Most Improved Luka. Player? <laughs> oh, I thought you said who. So no. he's just making a statement. Should Luca win? a question yes i've been on this camp like if if y'all been listening to this podcast this has been my thing like i will be thoroughly upset if he does not win it because he fits all the criteria to win this award and going up to that next level all the stats taking the team up there he's in the mvp conversation you look at the past winners that have won this award he fits that i mean he he is there he should win this award hands down not even a debate yeah, we've talked about this a lot. I'm with Isaac. Uh, Neva said, should Powell have won any finals MVP with the Lakers? I think it's a good question. Uh, you can go know. back and you can go over certain things and how impactful he was. And he was really impactful. But it goes back to, you know, should Andre Iguodala have won finals MVP over Steph? It's kind of, or, and, and then he never, and Steph never won a finals MVP at this point. He's won three titles and hasn't won a finals MVP. Uh, and so you kind of look back and you're like, it should just go to the best player, right? I mean, he's he's drawing the most attention. He's the most impactful. Pau Gasol kind of fed off of Kobe's, you know, the, like the double teams off Kobe and things like that. So uh, I still I still say you, you give it to the best player unless they get overshined by somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I guess because like I, this I is know. this is like should it have, should the Finals MVP have gone to Jason Terry instead of Dirk? Yeah, but Dirk, like if it's close, it should go the best player. But if you have somebody like if Dirk averaged fifteen a game and Jason Terry averaged twenty two a game in the finals, then Jet should get it. But like, what if I, Dirk averaged like seven assists? If he averaged a fifteen and seven, and Jason Terry averaged like twenty two a game in the finals, yeah, I'd give it to Jet. You'd I still give it, it should, to Jet, uh, even if Dirk is fifteen and seven, like fifteen I, seven and seven. Let's say, yeah, <laughs> well. I'm just saying, I think if it's close, <laughs> give it to the best player. But if there's a guy in that series that consistently, like, I mean, killed it and, and the and the star player kind of went down a level, I'm trying to think of something. It's hard. I mean, you could go back to, like, yeah. LeBron and Wade, right? I guess. But that, I mean, that one's too was, close to even start that conversation. Like, there was an art. You can make an argument for Pippen winning over Jordan in one of those years. Maybe towards the – maybe one of those last ones. I can't mm. remember now. Um but yeah, I think it just yeah, it just depends. I mean, like the okay, Shaq like and Kobe those, maybe. 
Shaq and Kobe, like one of those Spurs teams. Didn't like Tony Co- Parker Kawhi win over won, Tim Duncan? Tony Parker won. Tim Duncan won. Yeah. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm down for that. If like a player like that comes out now, what I'm not down for is somebody like, you know, Peja Stokovich hitting like four threes a game, and you know, for all, all like five finals games or something like that. And they're like, oh, look at him, he hit, you know, sixty, you know, whatever threes. And it's like, no, like I, I don't, I, don't, I ain't about that. But <laughs> uh, Brunson says, who's your favorite one-time Mav? And I guess it can't be Brunson. <clears throat> Oh my gosh! One time, I'm guessing that's like he's he was only there for one season. So Tyson, I guess, doesn't even count because he came back. Yeah, Tyson's the easy one to say with that. Nico Brusino. Heck yeah, heck yeah, Nico Brusino. That was fun. <laughs> Yogi Ferrell. I guess I'm gonna count that one. I'm gonna count Yogi. It was Guys, like, it was like one and Mania. a half seasons. This is what we oh man. We need to do a pod on Yogi Mania. We can like, we could probably get Yogi. A Yogi Mania pod just to throw it back because, guys, that was so much fun. Like, Knicks fans and really NBA Tour, I know it wasn't Lynn Sanity level, but <laughs> for, for Mavericks and, like, lo- local level, like, Yogi Ferrell, that Yogi Mania stretch, those 10, the back-to-back 10-day contracts, those were incredible. It was amazing. That was so much fun. It was, that was amazing, especially for a season that was so devoid of anything interesting. I mean, just absolutely anything. I mean, it wasn't I was dirt- say, I don't know... <laughs> Was it amazing because everything else sucked? That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The contrast of how interesting it was and how not interesting the rest of the season. It wasn't Dirk's last year. It was Harrison Barnes. It was, you know, what draft pick are they going to get? I mean, there was just nothing. So, uh, all right, coming up, let's get into some more of your questions. Uh, what number would we wear? A bunch of other questions people are asking in the chat. We're live right now on Hot Mike uh, eating some built Bars. Guys, we'll be right back with all that coming up. All right, Isaac. Adrian says, if you played in the NBA, what would your number be and why? Um, I Well, when I was younger, I wore 21 a lot growing up and playing ball. Mm. But z- zero is like, I don't know. I've always just liked the number zero. So I don't really have a like a deep reason behind it. But uh, yeah, I'd wear zero. Number what I wear. Man, I always go back and forth. 12 is a number that just like is a number that I use for things. Oh, uh, you're a Brady fan? No, I don't, I don't know. It's just a number. Like, I don't even know where it came, really came from. When I was a kid, I wore 45 one time. Uh, I wore 13, I think, once. I tried to wear 32 as much as possible because that was Magic's number. Mm. But other than that, yeah, I guess 12. That, that'd, be my, that'd be my answer. Christian says, who's better, Wade or Harden? Let's go, let's go all time. All time. I'm going I'm going Wade. I don't think I don't think you overthink this. I think Harden's scoring is a little overrated for his overall impact. I don't think it's overrated. I think he's a better scorer than Wade. In this Wade's in the be- greatness conversation. Wade's a better defender. I, I mean I guess I'd say Wade's a better overall player. Yes. Sure. Yeah. And that's Th- the first okay. time you've said that about any anybody with Wade. <laughs> Wade's a better player than Mike Bibby. <laughs> um <laughs> It, you know what that kind of reminds me? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of like the like Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard conversation. It's like Kevin Durant, I think, is the, like an all-time great scorer, but Kawhi Leonard could be the better overall player. Kind of, t- It's kind of similar conversation. Yeah, it goes, I mean, greatness and then who's better. That conversation, the reason why it can be a topic on first take for forever is because there's so many different ways you could take that. You could take it, well, okay, well, 
how much did they accomplish? How much did they actually impact the game on the court? What were their what was their production like? There's just all kinds of different ways you could take it. Who was the best teammate? Who was this? And you can, you know, somebody messaged me today and was like, uh, you know, all points should or this is Robert Ori is the great they said Robert Ori is the greatest example of why titles for a player shouldn't be a factor in who's a greater player. And I'm oh, like, well, it, it matters for the best player on the team, right? It matters for them, but it's also yes. not it's also not like a one for one, right? It's also not uh, you get ten points for a title, no matter what it is, right? Like Durant's titles count for ten points each, and Dirk's title counts for ten points, right? It has a bigger impact for Dirk winning that title than Durant winning those titles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely means more. I mean, yeah, you can't say titles mean nothing when it comes to great conversations and. Every yeah, all of those like goat arguments, top fifteen, top twenty arguments. It's like one of those things. Like, all right, well, if you're gonna argue titles, then let's just take them. You know, who has the most titles? If you're gonna argue stats, then Wilt Chamberlain's best player. So then you're just like, all right, well, let's just try to figure out like who's the like the in between and what means more to you, what means more to you, and it's just all subjective. Yeah, point. all that. Dylan says, should Trey Young be a most improved candidate? I think he should be. I think you know, in the same vein that Luca is. Um, but in, in a lesser version of that, I think he has to be. His, his stats improved enough. Uh, he'll probably get like fourth in this. Is, that's my guess. No, he shouldn't. Not at all? Like not even a candidate? No. Come, Isaac Harris, your hate for uh, tri- I'm, your I'm hate. looking up his stats right now. I just want to see he how just, much he He went improved. from like 20 points to 29 points. Okay, again. yeah, he did improve. Um, what? How many wins did he improve by? <laughs> oh, okay. Um... Field goal percentage, he, he improved a little bit, a couple points, three-point percent. Yeah, he should be a candidate. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Go for it. You can tell Job how Trey. Isaac thinks about Trey Young by how demonstrably he came out and said no, just like right away. Right away, without I, even looking at the stats. I just like, I just don't understand why Devin Booker gets hated on so much and Trey Young doesn't, as far as like great stats back because Trey Young's got. newer like, than Devin Booker that's, that's yeah, the whole I mean, I thing I guess it's gonna come back around to I just don't like the dude puts up stats but you just it doesn't contribute to winning right now and what's gonna suck is the East is so bad I could see them like just piecing crap together and hitting the A seed and people are like yeah look he contributes to winning <laughs> he got the A seed and they have like 35 wins and I'm like alright oh, cool I'm glad Brunson says water earth fire or air I Water. Just pick one. What would you think? Air. Wow. Interesting choice. Yeah. It's great. I'm right. a fi- I would be a firebender. That that'd be my nation. Sorry. It's the way it is. It's more about who you are than it's about uh what your your preference would be. This is not this is not Hogwarts houses. You don't get to Nevis- dis- you don't get a choice in the matter. Nevis says Nico Bersino made 18 consecutive threes in a YouTube challenge. I actually have a video on my phone of Nico Bersino hitting a ton of threes in a row and then them hitting the bell. He had like 23 out of 25 threes, and they used, they ring this bell when you hear hit. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Basically, Daryl Armstrong rings this bell. <laughs> and uh, yells, hear after, ye, hear <laughs> ye. <laughs> yes, after practice, <laughs> and uh, because a lot of the players go around the arc, shoot five shots at each spot, and if you hit at least 20 out of 25, the bell's rung and everybody just goes out and you know, freaks out and it's fun. It is, it is super fun. Uh, question. Dalton says, what do you guys think about the new Game of Zones episode? Game of Zones is is literally a feat. It's a feat of of yeah. content creation. I mean, the the quality in the you know, the animation, the quality in like the, the I guess maybe not the animation, but the art of it. 
uh, creating all those people, like throwing little, like throwing people in, like Shea Serrano was in it, like Taylor Rooks was in it in the background. Like you could see the main media people, but there's so many media people in the back that you just don't catch. And then if you pause on every single one of those pages that, um, that this centaur wind horse was flipping through, you can read it. And it was just this interesting thought about, uh, Nayib Smith, which is like, like James Naismith. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this whole story about how he invented basketball. Just all of it is it's amazing. Uh, I tweeted at the guys that created it today and just said it's in, it's incredible. Just thank you for it. Um, it's, it's been it's, it's it's ended so far way better than Game of Thrones actually ended. I'm about to start it back. By the way, Game of Thrones I'm about to start it back. Okay. I'm excited about it. Get ready um, for how long do you think it's going to take you? A month? All right, be ready to be disappointed about a month. No, the show's too good to be disappointed in a few episodes. Um, here. <laughs> The Game of Zones is absolutely incredible. It's amazing. It's one of the it's one of the best. Okay, if we're ranking uh, like quarantine content, um, Last Dance obviously number one. Yeah, I'm going with Lockdown uh, Mavericks Film, podcast number two. That's for sure number two. <laughs> it's pushing one. Uh, Film room stuff on NBA TV. I love that's that. good. That's in top uh, five. Dirk and Ernie. I love that oh, those, interview. But those interviews are both. Did you see Ernie with? Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods and oh. Phil Mickelson today. That was Pey- I, I don't even give a I don't even give a crap about golf and I love that. I thought that was really good. Peyton Manning went in on Brady and it was amazing. <laughs> it's so with good. The jokes. It's on YouTube. Um, it's on Bleacher Reports YouTube. You can go watch it right now. Here's the thing about Game of Zones. It's absolutely incredible, but it's like the litmus test for like NBA Twitter. It's like yeah. it it shows it shows you like for you to fully understand. It's hard for you to watch this, and I love my wife to death, but she just doesn't get all the inside yeah. jokes of like NBA Twitter and stuff. So like she'll watch it with me and be like, "What was that about? What was that about? Why are you laughing here?" And it's <laughs> like that it's hard to explain because like so many subtle comments yes. or things said or things in the background mean something, and you're like, "That's good." The, and it's like the horse with hand checking. Like that's just such a subtle <laughs> joke that like you only it's have like, to get it if you have a knowledge of of the NBA. Yes, and then like last episode, they you know go to the for like the the books behind the gate, and they have to unlock them and stuff. And Windhorse goes back there, and the screen grabs from that, and it's all like the controversial stuff in NBA history. The screen grabs of <laughs> that that was on Twitter of all the different things from Lakers Kings game and Jordan retirement. It's like all these things throughout history, and I was just like cracking. I'm like the detail that goes into so much of that stuff. So yes. That's one of the best things of quarantine stuff. Absolutely. All right. On the podcast, guys, we appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll be back on Monday. Guys on Hot Mic, stick around with us. We're going to keep answering some more questions. If you're listening to the podcast, join us every Thursday on Hot Mic. We do it at different times, so check Twitter when we're going to do it. Download the Hot Mic app. Use the promo code NickVanExit and follow me, and you'll get notified every time we go live, and so you'll get to watch live podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.